What is going on? BS Podcast fans, it's your host, the Cute Dog, with an announcement. We're having some crazy audio difficulties. So just understand that some of this podcast is going to sound crazy. Even crazier than normal because we are having technical difficulties, but I will get it figured out. If you're a guru with Squadcast, contact me, quincymoran at gmail.com. Otherwise, enjoy this BS podcast as it is crazy. Alabama takes on Texas 2022 down in Austin. We'll be right back. Roll Tide, baby. No. Now is he gone? Uncle Bill's gone, but we're still Uncle Bill just left after all that? He's off. He's a liar. He likes it when I say stuff. I'm sure he enjoys it when you curse, because as any good Church of God minister, he thrives on They're you cursing. They're sanctified. Cuss words go in one ear and out the other. They don't got to worry about it, bro. This is the Bummer Sports Podcast with your host, Question the Cute Dog. Our color commentary, Josh Moran. While Bill and his Bama Bullet Boys are Nick Saban correspondent, Austin Dash. Rotad! Rotad! Three. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of the hey. BS Podcast. Hey! Do, do we need to stop? Rotad! Rotad. Hi now. Did you need some? Hey, Quincy. Yes, Quincy. sir. Now I didn't yes, get sir. to see a whole lot of the game because I had to work. Well, heck, you might as well just get out of here. I'm just kidding. I love it's you. It's okay, Uncle no, Bill. We're well, still going to talk about it. Yo, I'll probably mostly listen. That's Uncle that Bill. Is... You still have an opinion on things? Yeah, we we need some behind the scenes stuff too. But let's go <laughs> ahead and uh, re. Let's go ahead and do some re. Uh, let's Did reboot the show. show. I was starting it, but you and Uncle Bill kind of jumped in there. Rotad. Okay, we're gonna start this show in three, two. Welcome back to another episode of the BS Podcast. I am your host Quincy Moran, along with my co-host Josh Moran. Josh, what's up? Road Tide. That's right, hey, Road Tide. Uh, there's only two things in Texas, steers and queers. Three things, and the Morans, and we're neither of those. Okay, well, that worked out. <laughs> Along with us on this BS podcast are our co-co-hosts, Mr. Austin Dash. Say welcome, say welcome. Ahoy. Ahoy, he says. That's a little Steven Crowder you for you there. Stole that and joining us is... Wild Bill with his Bama bullet points. Uncle Bill, give us a salutation as we get started in this week's Bama versus Texas. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. One and a half. And all they'll see in the history books is a W. But I got to tell you guys, just to kind of open it up the show here. Alabama fans, you've got a lot to be thankful for, and I hope it sent. Uh, hope nobody got sent to the hospital over that because my heart was beating out of my chest there as the uh, second half of the game waned down in the final seconds. I know Josh; he was cool, calm, and collected. Well, I know my heart's gotten better since my congestive heart failure. I'll tell you that because it 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 did a workout today. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I feel fine. It so. was it was in the gym today, so. Um, as we get started here with open discussion, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about in this game. This week's game is Bama versus Texas. This game was played in Austin here um, in the great state of Texas. And I got to tell you, um, I think there was a there were feelings that this game was going to be a cakewalk and that uh, Bama was going to just come and wipe the floor with the Longhorns. I saw earlier in the week that uh, Texas said, we're coming for Bama. Maybe we laughed it off. I don't know what the preparation was uh, for the week, but uh, as we get into it, Josh, what did you think of just overall about the game? I thought we were going to curb stomp them. I'm one of those people, and I kept seeing that guy's mullet throughout the week, and I thought he was a total fraud. And I thought he should did not deserve the mullet, but he does until he got hurt and became a sissy again. 
Yeah, that and that's something that Josh and I really argued about. I, I guess being a former player, anytime a player gets injured, um, you know, non-throwing shoulder, I I feel for them, and I don't know what the report is. Maybe uh, something came out uh, oh, during the. Okay, so we'll get to that as a. Uh, we have yeah. breaking news. Breaking news with breaking Austin news. Go ahead and come out with it. Austin. To sprain left clavicle. That's it. You sprained your shoulder and you didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. What I told you, that dude's a. And Drew Brees, what Drew Brees was tweeting was to uh, sling it up and, and get shot up and just go play in the shotgun. That's exactly uh, what I told Quincy, and he, he was like, I was like offending college football players for saying I'm used to toughness. Okay, and I so I told you that guy let me, was. Let not me tell tough. you. Let me tell you why I laughed. Take the mullet about- off, bro. You don't deserve that shit. Excuse me, Uncle Bill. Hey, this is the reason that I push back on you as well, Josh. When we were doing Moran Brothers, there was this scene that we were shooting where you were supposed to run and kind of fall down on purpose. But you ran and you tripped and you fell down too soon and you skinned your knee and you looked like a six-year-old kid that fell down. You look and you said, I see blood. It's called I'm thinking, comic how- relief. You had tears in also, your eyes. Also, I would like to interject and say, I don't, wa- I don't play football. I quit I, football I- because I'm a sissy. That dude plays football. Oh, so what you're saying is you can identify a sissy because yes, you are one. 100%. Okay, fair. I'm going to give you more uh I'm going to give sense. your your input a little more a little more credibility moving but forward. But honestly, I mean it, dude. I saw that I'm like, look at your non-throwing shoulder. If it ain't broke, get out there on the field and play. And he didn't. He actually now, took the, the he took the, if it ain't broke, he hadn't got hurt. Yeah. Oh, him Colt McCoy. No, I'll tell you what. They still should have won the game. Well, well uh Quinn Elwin's motto was, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So he didn't come back in the game. That backup quarterback <laughs> card, he looked pretty good, even on one stick. Um, he, he kind of embarrassed him. Card. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he made Alabama look bad. So that's what it was. It was a sprained clavicle. Uh, I'm not sure if we have our doctors on the scene to uh, get their input, but we're going to kind of skip past that. Now, let me ask you guys a question. Oh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just have to pay the doctors for nothing. <laughs> since it's uh, open discussion, um, Josh, what the heck happened to our offense? I don't know, but I'll tell you, I think Texas defense is really good because um, we didn't get it figured out until we needed it. Yeah, I don't know I, if they were just playing that way one no, game because everybody. Yeah, but he was also not Bryce Young for about seventy five percent of that game. Yeah, I, I think part of it though is what you're talking about. Yeah, that was two drops. I get it, but I also saw him overthrow people. I saw him. What'd you say? You know, when you have guys in your face all game, it, it doesn't help. But yeah, it was it was rough. It's yeah, it's all a package deal. Their defense was putting it to us. I I think, and I'm going to attribute some of this just myself to Bill O'Brien, and I he's he's on my clock. That's why the Texans fired your ass, bro. He's on my clock, and um, I just do not like the way that he calls plays. I don't like on our clock all last year. I know I don't like his game planning. I don't I don't like how he puts formations together that look very similar, runs the same motion, and then the plays that come out of that, like I understand setting plays up to bait somebody um, and to catch them off guard. But let's just let's let's cut right to the chase and talk about fourth and three inches. And we don't line up under center, which I know we don't do it a, a lot, if at all. If there's ever a time. But if there's a time to do it late in the game, I'm, you line up under center and you go behind the hogs one and thing, you get a first down. One thing you see a lot in the NFL, and it's the reason the reason they do it is quarterback sneak on a goal line. Yeah. You need three, four inches. It's basically impossible to, to not get that. And I hate so, that every team does that. Every team. Now seems like you know they're gonna line up in shotgun for a yard. It's so it stupid. so stressful because yeah. so many things can go wrong on that play. You know, bad snap. Also, it looked like it, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you're right. It also looked like they kind of messed the spot up. I think that he had a, a few more inches on that. It was closer yeah. than it was. It, yes, and I've got to say that I mean, there's no, I, I don't know if it was design cutback or if we were trying to run a cutback. But when you when you have three inches to get, you don't want to run a play that's going to be so slowly developed and give the defense no, time to south. make up for it. It's, I do not get it. I, I why don't we have um, 
a bigger back with a blocker. So what? They know we're co- we are good enough to get. Or you tuck three Bryce or four Young inches right behind. Exactly. And have him dive for that five inches. They were getting good push on the line. I mean, he in the backfield. So I mean, yeah, absolutely. That something's got to change because I look at the play call. Inevitably, it seems that Alabama steps away from what is working. We stop doing what is working. I mean, we have well, a huge run for what? Well, I don't know what it was. Sixty-seven yards. 81 yards and a touchdown. So I guess it's safe to say that, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien used to coach Watson, and it looked like Bill O'Brien was doing nothing but jerking off all game. And we know that's what Watson does. So two peas in a pod? No. Um, I just, for me, you know, the, the thing is, you it's like take nothing. what the defense gives you. Anybody? I would if it was funny, but that was just kind of dumb. Listen, um, I think What's that? a lot of the things they struggled with today was exactly what killed them in the Texas a game last year. Bill O'Brien still tried to call the same game with pressure all game. And what did Sarkeesian do? He, he got the ball out of his hands every play. Sarkeesian's a great – I missed that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, well, before Will Anderson could even caller. get going. You know, they, they had the ball out. So. And Will Anderson has a boneheaded play. Like, the dude obviously was down for like two seconds, and he comes in and – Pushes him down for some reason. It may frustration, but you can't allow yourself to do that. I don't. Yeah, that's another thing we're going to talk about. Want to get into the stats coming here pretty quick, but I, I just, I look at the play calling. We step out of what is has been successful in in the game, this game, in the Texas game, which is running the football, running the football, softening up the middle. Even though we're running in a more of a spread for a uh, fashion, we're still getting plenty of yards. And then we we turn around and start doing these little slip screens or what whatever you call them. Maybe I've been out of coaching too long that I don't recall. It's just, they're not blocking them well either, so it's not even a good play. Yeah, they don't and, look like they're going to do anything. So you look at that and it's like, okay, we score a field goal, pretty good drive. We score a touchdown, pretty good drive, and then we come back and we change what we're doing. Why are we changing? If it's working against the defense, and all that does is give the defense more and more confidence along with the crowd to shut us down more and more consistently. And they had the they had the graphic up there. It's like field goal, touchdown, punt, 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 punt. And, punt. and it's like six in a row. No, wait, five, and then I think we scored a couple times in a row. And I'm going, why why are we running these plays that are so slowly developed developing against a Texas defense? That is storming the beach, and obviously yeah. they are winning. Play in and play out, and then you add with that when we're on defense, penalty after penalty, just continuing the yeah. drives, penalty after penalty, stupid mistakes. And I, I was texting back and forth uh, with my buddy Jeff. He's a doctor. He okay, is a doctor. So he knows what he's talking about. He is a doctor. Um, and he's like, I, I think, I think Alabama prepared like this. They were going to win by twenty. And I said, you know, you're right. And not so many words. I said, you know, Texas prepared for Alabama. I guess he was wrong because they did not win at all. Don't go see him if you guys have an ailment. It sounds like he's got bad decision making. I think he was accurate in the way at the product on the field. You don't have to take up for your friend who was wrong, who's a doctor. I think he was right. And we didn't prepare very well for where'd he go to school. Oak Grove. He did go to. I knew it. Turns out I know this guy. <laughs> it's about time you finally get a funny joke in there. I the mean, off one was funny too. We're Austin 12 minutes laughed. in and you just, uh, that was a courtesy laugh. Nah. So you got play calling, you got penalties, lack of ball control. Just so you know, guys, Quincy's writing all this down so it makes it official. I'm just kind of laying out my thoughts. It's a discussion, I'm but making fun of you. line was atrocious at times. Yeah, and the thing is, I but mean, the, we have to credit their the defense. Ball. Okay, their defense surprised yeah, the yeah, hell out. I'll give them a little bit. I, that was no Big Twelve defense. I think I I, th- I I agree that the defense was very successful against us, but I really believe it comes down to the plays that I think that I think the ultimate thing the the ultimate win of the game was Bryce Young. We have Bryce Young, and you didn't. We hurt your Bryce Young. Absolutely. Just like we heard Colt McCoy, and I hope it takes a Texas I mean, it's just like him. It's just like him at Auburn last year. You know, I mean, he's just he's on another planet. When it's another it level, him. yeah, of especially clutch. It, I agree. And just looking at the game that he had, kind of in the middle of the game, it was the 
things were not going right. It's not. He didn't look like the same guy. The atmosphere was incredibly strong for Texas. Yeah, but see, I was. T- I kept telling you, I, I don't see it how always turn is. it on. You you know who turns it on? Great players. Yep. The great ones that that they can turn it on, even if they've had a bad game. When the money's on the line, they handle business, and that's what we have. That's exactly what he did. And, I mean, it was impressive the way that he moved the football um, down the field. And it's it, we finally got methodical with the passing game. We attacked the middle of the field, and then we put some passes out. What a thought. It, it, yeah. We put some passes out on the perimeter that made sense, but they were forward progress you, passing. You get Cameron Latou back this week and you to go with the receivers we saw last week, which was a, it was a monster game. And we, we look worse in the passing game. How can a tight end that can stretch the field make your offense look worse? Um, I guess the – Bill O'Brien. It, it's got to be Bill O'Brien, but also – I hope say it, Texas rings his neck after the Texas game. Texas is not Utah State. Like, Can we say that? Utah State was a ranked team. We've been over this. They were ranked yeah. at the end of last year and brought back a ton of starters. Well, let's get into the stats, and then we can kind of – we can defer to our um, saving correspondent. Let's just skip the rest of the show. I'm going to go cry somewhere. Okay, he, this is uh, this is crazy. How did we get out? Alabama wins 2019. 20 Read the stats. I bet in, it's uh, very lopsided. Texas. Um, first downs, Alabama has 16. Texas, 25. They had that many? Oh, my God. Now, look, you look at third down efficiency. We're 5 of 15. They're 3 of 12. I mean, that's that's same, same. Fourth down efficiency, we're 1 for 2. They had no, no goes on fourth down, so they didn't try. Total yards, Bama 374, Texas 371. They had 371 on our defense, dude. Passing, 213, Texas 292. What was Bryce Young's uh, percentage? I will give that to you. Completion, 27 uh, for 39. 27 for 39, yeah. Um, Completion attempts, like Austin said, 27 for 39, uh, Alabama. Texas 23 of 34. Yards per pass, Bryce is at 5.5. Texas, 8.6. 5.5. That's Here, horrible. Now, rushing yards, we're looking at 161 for Bama. That's at 81 yard, if uh, what Austin's saying for that long run. Um, Texas had 79. and Time of possession. It's coming. Um, here's something that uh, yards per rush, Bama had 6.7. I know a lot of that is influenced lot, 80, 80 by that eighty-something yard run, but I mean, if we take that out and do the you're the you're the math guy, Josh, get that done. Uh, Texas was at number. Texas was two point four yards per carry. Um, Alabama ran twenty-four times. Texas ran uh, thirty-three penalties. This is a this right here kind of tells you the mental state of our football team. Fifteen penalties for a hundred yards. Texas had five penalties for 30 yards. I don't know when we had 15 penalties in a game. It was St. the Raiders. When? It's been, in the world. It's been since before 2010. I got to tell you. It's I, been a long time. And I got. what if that guy doesn't get hurt? I'm, I know. Because he was slinging the ball accurately. He was. He was. And he had our defense on, the, on our heels. Yeah. Obviously, you know, some of that is very telling. The defense. I'm just glad to, he's soft because he went down with one play. And he didn't come back in the game. When you look, when you look at the penalties, that's one thing. But the next thing you look at is the number of missed tackles. Did you did you say the time of possession yet? I'm coming to that. What did you, Austin? What were your thoughts on all I, the I missed tackles? Know. Yeah. Uh, well, and and one thing that really opened my eyes was just the secondary play. You know, I mean, yeah, they they Not missed good. a lot of tackles, but but. Those long pass plays is what really hurt. Yeah, but, dude. I don't know what happens know, if that I dude mean, don't come out of the game because they were nailing them. And and give it to Texas. They've got some talented guys. You get those guys in space. You know, it's one on one. They get yeah. some tackles that they know. Sarkeesian's make. got them so, looking good right now. Uh, year two is not going to be year one. They're gonna they're gonna take a step this year. Yeah, they're a different team. And uh, go ahead, Austin. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just as tackles they normally make. So I, I think it's just did he just fall asleep? Did talk things that piled up? Yeah, pretty much. And then time of possession, <laughs> which I, is usually telling, usually is on Alabama's side. I, in my opinion, it's flat. Alabama Spit it out. Alabama uh, had the ball. 
and sometimes Texas, and Texas had the ball. They both and had the ball. They they had the ball. Some. And the thing that we talk and about, even when they didn't about, have the ball, the ref had the ball. Look, when you talk about or the field had the ball. The field had the ball. Some it was on the field. When you talk about time of possession, you're talking about possessing the ball for a time period. And that, that is a about period of time. That how passes. long you have the Dude, ball? Dude, we sound like Kamala Harris now. That's how stupid she sounds. When you have the ball, we're going to do the thing about the thing that got us to going to keep doing the thing that, that got us here to do the thing. <laughs> so Alabama, uh, 29 minutes, 16 seconds, Texas, 30 minutes, 44 seconds. We should have lost the damn game. Well, I mean, it's pretty flat if you ask me. Just I'm just saying, I don't, everything you just read there, they had 25 first downs. If that dude does not kill it, man, who's a sissy, does not go down, Yeah, we, we lose. But just what do you say, Uncle Bill? So that, yeah, some, so. Did you get to see any of the game or? The part that matters. So you got to see Auburn almost beat us. Yeah, <laughs> that was so, that would have been so ironic. And what a what an annoying looking person. I mean, to, how do you not go to Auburn though if your last name's Auburn? I don't know, and especially if you have that little gay haircut he's got with the with the curls, looks like a poodle a little bit. Well, I mean, if you look, Da-da, that haircut, the quarterback got a pretty said, awesome, Uncle. Yeah, talking about the quarterback, I said I don't know. I think he needs some conditioner. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, that mullets are back, man. He's got a pretty cool mullet, but Austin is right. Uh, my wife said that she thought he needed to wash his hair as well, so you you have a good point. He couldn't wash his hair. He was one-handed. I mean, he's probably eating ice cream with a hand right now. What a little baby. I sprained my shoulder. I can't play, and it's not even on my throwing hand. Ooh. I don't know. He did it the first two plays, and then he had a bonehead play in the second half. He played yeah. like crap it, it, until he got that sack. You pretty know what? much. Somebody else said. He met, somebody else said that there was numerous plays before that that they should have caught him for offsides. Well, yeah, and he he missed some tackles. He just wasn't himself. The, the whole team wasn't, and the fact that they won that game is a miracle. Like honestly, I just really I look at it and I go, it, it had something in the preparation had to had to lead to the product that was on the field. Something. Now, I, I, I totally understand that. It's you're, Bill O'Brien's fault. Everything you're is. in a hostile environment. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to blame Bill O'Brien for everything. The environment was hostile though. Yes. It was loud. The Texas fans yeah, came. That's always a hard and, place to play. And their, their, their team, their whole stadium, they're petty. So you put the band way up. Our band doesn't come. I've heard they turn the heat up at halftime for the visiting locker room and try to smoke them out. Who knows if all this annoying shit wasn't going on? And it just got it hits in your head. on the field. I call bull crap on that. Josh, it's only eighty nine degrees. Put them in the parking lot. Hey, the problem problem with that is Uncle Bill. Uh, we've been here before, and we're not we're classy, and I think we should be a little less classy, but we're not going to do that. Saban would never do that. Well, let's look. Uh, I, I w- I'd probably do worse than that. I'd cut the brake lines on their bus, homie. Let's uh, let's take a look at. Uh, I'd call the Clintons and say they had information on them. Let's call. Let's take a look. I said call. Let's let's take. Go ahead, Uncle Bill. Yep. Yep. I was question the passer. Uh huh. Yeah. 
That was a that was a question we had as well, though, because we were talking about that. We thought that since it was a judgment call, they were going to have to leave the the penalty as far as roughing the passer. But it was not targeting, and it wasn't roughing the passer. It was none of those things. It should have never been called. But I don't I don't know the answer to your question. But they yeah, because they called the penalty. I've never seen him. I've never seen him pick it up. Yeah, I don't. I that was something that was confusing to me, and something I'll probably look into. I think into they this just week. winged it, and um, they were like, "That's screwed up, guys. We shouldn't do this." You know what I mean? Screw the rule book. I I I just want to point out, it's the same officials that called the West Virginia pick game, and they were no. Fans, so it just that was, uh, uh, it's what though. they do. I wish it was. It's what they do. Well, well I, the way I'm looking at it is I. I've never seen I've never seen a, a rough in the passer call taken back. Now Josh and I were here watching the game together, and we both he, said he just has to say that because he's proud. We were both we both said that there was no way that that was a roughing the passer. No, it wasn't either place. of those things. Now the fact is is that when uh, Quinn got tackled by Dallas Clark, that was not roughing the passer. We got flagged. Yeah, for we that. got flagged for it. So he's just a sissy. That was as previously stated. That was an erroneous uh, call. That was an that erroneous. Was a, that, erroneous. That, I mean, to me, it was a legitimate hit. You don't remember that? No. And uh, so I don't. I'm. I'm just. I'm sitting there going, "Why are y'all taking taking football out of football?" Well, because he didn't put his body into him. Like it, it, it could have been rough in the passer if they. The, you, the interpretation is if you land your whole yeah, like, like dive them into the ground, but he didn't. It was just a. He regularly took him down, and that dude's a sissy. You, and then you we got two uh, those guys to stop themselves. But there is a there is a a, a flesh. Or what do you call it? A threshold of just you diving or you putting all your weight on a guy. Yeah, like intentionally suplexing yeah. a guy, and that was not the case in no, either case. Could have hurt him a lot worse. And then, uh, yeah, because that guy's a sissy. It's it is it's football. football. And then the other thing is you you look at those. Uh, you look at those blocks, like those blindside blocks, and I'm going, why are you taking those out of football? I mean, yeah. Listen, I, w- I just wish they'd uh, remove that from football before that happened to me a couple times in high school. I, I mean, but like, have y'all seen yeah, 18 to 19 year olds this time? I mean, they're getting to be, they're they're getting to be like really sissified. So maybe they're just trying to look out for the kids because they know they all got participation trophies or something when they was going. Oh yeah. Josh, we can't do that. We can't let them do that. It's going to hurt them. The majority of the young men on that field would pick you up and throw you to the moon. They're not men yet. They're kids. Yeah. And I'm a man. And I'm 40. Come after me. I'm a man. (laughs) I'm middle aged. (laughs) I was a bad boy. Yes, sir. I I don't necessarily. I don't think that's a bad thing. They do horns. That's the thing. When you beat Texas, you do that. Like, well, well I see he's him, just pissed off with the game. I did see him swearing as he ran on the field. Don't do that bleepity bleep. Don't do that bleep. Uh, it's the it's the S word for anybody listening. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, look obnoxious. Oh, yeah. I will say before that was a penalty when West Virginia had the walk-off in Austin. That was my favorite thing about the whole win. It wasn't even that we, we beat them on a two-point conversion, but it was just the fact of horns down and all their players and fans on the way out. Austin Dash reliving so, his greatest memory as a West Virginia yeah. fan right here on BS. The BS Podcast. Okay, let's take a look at a, a few more stats, and then we'll get into our uh, Saban correspondent. Um if you look at who had the most rushes, Josh, who do you think had the ball? Uh, who got the ball the most times in the backfield for Alabama? Jamar Gibbs. It was Jay McClellan, six really? carries, ninety-seven yards. I mean, the Gibbs next was uh, uh, they're not in order, so you were right. It was Gibbs, nine carries for twenty-two yards. Bryce Young had Eat seven carries. Bryce then, don't. I, I don't know why they call him carries because they never handed it off to him. He just kind of like held the ball. And then. Uh, Williams, I guess. Like Why did Roydale only have two carries? I don't. I, don't, I didn't I don't understand that. that. Here's the other thing: is that not only did Gibbs lead 
the team in carries. He also led them in receptions. He had nine receptions for 74 yards. How many did our running backs have? Add that up. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to go down through here. McClellan had one. Ten ten as a total. So then you look at who had the most receptions. It's tied. Three three receivers had four receptions. So Holden, Latu, and Printense. How do you say his name? Prentice. Prentice. There you go. Prentice. Prentice. All Just had call him four. Kobe. Kobe had. Uh, they all had four. Um, then you look at Brooks. He had three. Burton had two. And like I say, McClellan had one. So uh, a total of twenty-seven receptions. Total of twenty-four carries. I don't um, know why a third of those go to the running backs. Uh, it's just it seems forced to me. Like he had two carries, but it just seems like they're forcing the ball to these running backs. Did he come back though after he got hit in the head? That may be why he had fewer carries. I thought that was McClellan that got hit in the head. Um, yeah, it was McClellan that got that that he took that back. hit to the helmet. Um, he did end up coming back. So let's look at uh, let's look at Texas. Um, their running back Robinson, who was a first or as stud. my wife says, Texas, Texas. Uh, Robinson, who was a stud, had twenty one carries. He by far had the most carries. And then you come down to uh, the receiving core. Um, Whittington, seven receptions. Worthy, five receptions. And then Robinson, uh, Johnson, and Sanders had three. They had a total of 23 uh, receptions. So um, they, I mean, they passed the ball around a bit, but uh, I, it, it just – Drives me mad. I'm just happy we got out of there with a win. Yeah, um, I think I think you know as much as for what it's worth, luck was on our side today. And Quincy, what you were saying you think they needed a game like this. It's I like, do. I, but we had these games last year, and we we have the nucleus of the team together on both sides of the ball. I know we are not supposed to have games like this this year. We are. It's an early wake up call because we came out the defense week one. The defense looks tenacious. We put up fifty five points. We had our way with them. They were previously a ranked team, number twenty two offense in the country, and it's Texas. And I will Texas be, hasn't done I, anything I be, for a decade. I'm interested to see if Texas is that good or if we played that bad. And in, in that only time will tell, of course. But you, if you look at the product that Alabama put on the field. Save. I mean, yes, you're in an environment like this, but it's an early wake up call that Alabama needs so that they can get their crap together. For Honestly, the rest of the though, season. that is one of the loudest environments I've heard in a long time. That was, the, it was insane. So they did come, you know, Will Reichard, how about those big old balls? Reichard, dude. Willie Reichard. I mean, you remember when he was getting recruited, he said he wants to be the guy to come and solve their kicking problem because he won't, he, he's good and he won't miss. Well, Thank you. Ass. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. All right. Now it's time for our Saban correspondent, Austin Dash. Dash, 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 dash. Dashing through the snow and a one horse open sleigh. Over the press conference, he goes watching, watching Coach Saban. Something, something, something. <laughs> we ought to get a jingle together for that. All right, Austin, did you get a chance to look at the uh, press conference as our BS podcast Saban correspondent? <laughs> I'd love to hear. That's the next one. That's Wild Bill. He's getting confused. Uh, Yeah, so everything he said was stuff that I knew we were already thinking, which was, you know, it was not Alabama football. Uh, You know, undisciplined, undisciplined, undisciplined was was literally everything he yelled, and I I knew what he was going to say before he. I agree. It was a lot calmer than I expected him to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his old age. Calmer than I expected him to be. The old age. Yeah, yeah, five years ago, if they played a game like they played today, uh, that's exactly what I told Quincy. But you know, he he was just. I think he was just like us. He was more thankful to get away with a win. Then, yeah. You know, yeah. No, I I totally agree. I think that that I think that's what probably pushed his demeanor the way that it was because he knew for a fact as terrible as we played today, we really got away with something. You know, beating Texas. It's this escape. Yeah, this I, I don't I don't know what happens with Texas for the next however many games, but I can tell you this: they are they are a lot better than I thought they were. 
Um, they're a lot better than probably anybody on They are this. not who I thought they were. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Go ahead, Austin. Well, you know, and he just he keyed on their preparation, and he said that last week. You know, I mean, it's just they're going to figure out one way or another. You've got to prepare like you're playing, you know, the Georgias and the, the, the A&Ms and the Texases every week. Or How can you not have, get up for Texas? I think I think it's pretty simple, Josh. A, Go ahead, Austin. A, a day like today, 11 o'clock game, yeah, it was just all the recipes to just, uh, you know. Yeah, it was a perfect. Knocked off your feet. Yeah, it was a perfect, perfect soup for a loss. Yeah, it it did have all the ingredients to 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 rock Alabama. And the other thing, the other thing you have to discipline this a little bit of a quarterback, a little bit of an interception, and some stuff. You stir it all up, and it's a loss. But we won. True. Now, there's a couple of things I wanna I wanna comment on. Um, before the game, and it sounds like Amber had the same uh, frame of mind before the game. I I talked to Josh and I said, if there's any coach I believe that can beat us. It would be a Sarkeesian because of his, simply because of his ability. A, he knows our defensive scheme. He knows he knows our weaknesses. I mean, he was there um, with some of these players, so he knows our scheme. He knows where we're weak. He knows where it's hard for us to overcome. And um, so he he is a, a very he's brilliant when it comes to scheming uh, offensively, and he has the ability to pick on us, and he did. Um, he exposed a lot of things, but at the end of the day, you lost, Sark. He did lose. Horns down. They lost. Saban really did get mad. I can't. I don't know why he would get mad that we were doing horns down. I don't – what's the problem? Well, um, anything else uh, from the press conference before I make one more comment, and then we're going to go to Wild Bill's bullet points. What do you What do you think, uh, Austin Dash? Any Anything else noteworthy from? How were the questions in the press conference? Uh, I mean, it was just the uh, you know one of them asked how how Bryce done what he done at the end of the game, and Coach Saban said, "If I knew how to answer that, then I wouldn't be coaching football. I would be, uh, you know, there was other things I could do." So. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. But he said, you know, the, the way Bryce prepares, which I guess everybody else needs to figure out how to do that on his level, he said that's what won today's game. And going, just going on that thread right there, going back to last week's show and when Josh and I were talking about the game and during the podcast, Josh talked about – And then the, oh, during the game again in the podcast and then uh, after the game and during the week and then when we were talking to y'all too. Josh said that uh, the look on Bryce Young's face in the press conference after the, the loss of the national championship uh, told him everything he needed to know about Bryce and that he was not going to show up somewhere and, and be ill-prepared. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And then I it, thought he just, was ill-prepared this week. <laughs> I, I don't believe he was ill-prepared. It's, um, it's mind-blowing uh, just how calm, cool, and collected he is all the time. I've never seen yeah, another person. Yeah, soft-spoken. Like, how does a yeah, guy that's soft-spoken like, do what he does? Yeah, he always looks the same, whether they're up by 50 or down by 10. That's some Kobe stuff right there. And it's, uh, I think it's a valuable lesson just trying to pull something out of it because, you know. Jalen Hurts had that face too. He did. There there are a lot of times where the deck feels like it's stacked against you, and I think it speaks to um, how important it is to develop yourself to win internally. you got to do the work externally as well, but you've really got to develop yourself. Even for Willie Reichert, I look at that and I'm going, you know, from the snap to the hold to the kick. I was sitting in my chair. I was so nervous. I probably would have kicked myself and missed the football. Yeah, I don't. I'm going. My palms are sweaty. My heart He's is weak. beating. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. You know what I'm saying? It came out like it was an extra point. Yep. It, twice. <laughs> I just wish yep. you would have done the and holding my big balls while you run off thing. Like, I'm sure that would have went over well, it's, just as well as the Texas. Yeah, next thing would have left down. All right, so if we now, we I haven't got something to though, go ahead. Uh, about about Bryce, it's even more impressive that he's that prepared and stuff. 
after he's already won a Heisman. Yeah. I don't think he'll win the Heisman this year. I hope he wins the championship. He uh he was he had a Heisman like performance at the end of the game to bring us the victory. It's just history usually goes like that. Like you look it's at Tebow. Win it twice in a row. Yeah, and usually Tebow won a championship when he didn't win the Heisman and we smacked his ass when he won the Heisman, right? Well, with that, um right before we move on to Wild Bill's Bama bullet points, something that uh, Josh and I talked about last week, and I think we saw it this week too. Um, SEC Network last week, Cole you Kubik. Tumbleweed. Cole Kubik, uh, if that's his name, he asked some great questions, you know, as a as a reporter in the game. Yeah, he did. And even this week, I thought uh, the reporter that was talking to Nick Saban after the game, she really asked a, a danger zone question, but I appreciate her doing it, um, you know, kind of having the guts to do it. And it's like, how do you clean this garbage up? So I hope we continue to get those types of questions um, from the reporters because it kind of gives us a little more insight to the game. You know what I'm saying? And and for for them now to ask that with another Maria Taylor. Why he 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 answered her like he was very. Well, that's, that's why he's calm now. Didn't didn't everybody make a big fuss out of him talking crap to some lady? Oh yeah, good asking. Leave it to the women to ruin to have everything for everybody. Coach Saban can't even talk shit no more because his lady got her feelings hurt. That's why I always say keep the women out of football. I don't, I don't want no referees, no coaches. Go on out of here. Go get your own sport. Nobody want to watch your sports anyways. That's why you're trying to come in on our stuff. That's why everybody's sissified now. I got women up in here. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Moving on, I I already am know. I telling lies though. That's what I thought. You are telling lies. You could be a spectator, woman. You're a spectator. That's how you watch the sport. You don't comment on it. I disagree. You shut your mouth, women. All of y'all, except for my wife and Jeannie, and Aunt Cindy and Amber. The rest of y'all shut the hell up. <laughs> Yeah, well, none of them are gonna are gonna shut their mouths anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it sounds good to say it. That's, I like watching that new that channel. Uh, it's like Turner Movie Classics. They slap women in those movies. It's fun to watch. It's like a, back in the old days, we just beat them. I don't care what you said, woman. You're here for me to look at. Well, go make me some food. They probably beat the kids. Get out of here! Too, and you could have used some. I'm of that. drinking and smoking cigars, bitch. Okay. Well, Sorry about that. No. I can appreciate. Sorry, Uncle Bill. I can appreciate your attempt to be funny, but you are falling flat. You're the only one that thinks that. <laughs> Anyways, like, uh, like Texas is quarterback. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, man, if he's out there playing next week like nothing happened, he's a punk. I'm sure he will. A B. <laughs> he's a pabber. Because he's a that, pabber. I'm telling you, I thought he was. I, I was thinking there would nothing keep me out of this game if I was tough to play football is what i'm saying but like toughness is a you're supposed to be about tough it to play football the only thing that kept you out of the game was you because you weren't tough enough to play well as soon as my finger got squished in between two helmets in spring training i said i'm out of here that happened so many times why would i, I purposely count. put my foot my, myself in a position to be hurt like that that's just dumb i mean i i rather really, watch it on tv you know those old school jerseys you had with the big holes in them i used to tear my fingernails off tackling people. and see why would you want to do that because uh, you get to hit people you also get hit and it hurts and that's gay those uh those jerseys were painful but the the funnest thing is like one of my friends used to say that i coach football with um what you do on the football field, you cannot legally do off the football field, and you get to hit people, and it is fantastic. Exactly. You can do it off the field. I said legally. You can even shoot them like that coach did, uh, Aqib Talib's brother. Who knew that wasn't going to happen? Ghetto ass. Um, you can do it, but you go to jail for it. I so think that's the thing you're saying. You missed the piece about you can do it legally on the football field. I did not hear that. I figured that, Mario. Okay, with that, we're going to go to Wild Bill's Battle Bullet Point. See that tumbleweed? How redneck would it be if I literally shot a gun off in the background? Do it. Do it. Thanks, baby. 
It was a bright and sunny day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. For Alabama. And they lost. But they did play a great game. Now. Possibly. I'm really intrigued to see what that looks like. That is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to agree with that. This ain't the same team. I think year year two year two is looking a lot better for Sark. And yeah, how many times does the tackle have to jump? Uh, you know, false start for them to go. Now let's take him out. Yeah, I was telling Josh the spirit of Alex Letterwood was definitely in Austin because that that guy at the <laughs> wrong time he kept jumping off sides. Now let's go as we finish uh, out this week's um, podcast. I want to go back to our predictions for the score, Josh. Oh, you predicted the game would be forty-two to seven. Son Austin forty-eight ten. Wild Bill, 41-13, and Quincy Moran predicted 59-6. to That is atrocious. We suck at oh, this. Oh, my gosh. We, we prepared as, as well as Alabama did. This is why we make no bucks. Zero dollars. Well, you know, the beauty. Yeah. Y'all yeah. are all – you, you could have combined all your points and you've been closer than me. Um, Somebody speaking of next week, uh, uh, go ahead. Somebody said, I think Alabama didn't realize that the spread was 20 points. They weren't supposed to score 20 points. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Never in a, in my, in a million years. I haven't been alive that long. I think long. my dog's going to shit all over my floor. I just thought about that. We'll wrap it up here pretty quick. Uh, we got She's some... not going to wrap it up. Nope. She's Sorry, gonna... Uncle Bill. She's... Didn't mean to say that word. She's going to drop it like a Texas quarterback. I'm um... going to apologize every time I use a filthy word now because he said that. We're just gonna start bleeping. They got crates that you put dogs in. <laughs> why, are, why are you trolling Uncle Bill for I his love accent? The, I love his sound. I love his accent. I love too. it. Okay, so that's from a thing. Isn't of, imitation the best form of whatever flattery? the hell they say? Well, I mean, there it, it's the way so, that you're Uncle Bill would say, any best form of flatuity. <laughs> Uncle Bill has a fantastic accent. I, I've always loved it, especially when he used to call Papa Clarence. Clarence! I love it. Clarence! <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, next week we have... Is that... Did you say... Did you say items are on... Oh, my Did you Lord. say items were on Clarence sale? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Uh, every time Granny would just... Uh, just call Harold. I mean, one time he was, he was chewing bubble gum one time, running the weed eater, and she was chewing him out. It was Harold. I was like, and Granny, like, he cannot I, hear I you. Say I chewed the bubble gum. You chew me out. I don't care. <laughs> Next week. I don't know we why I did the Mexican accent. This is the Hispanic accent. It's because um, it's Mexican. Uh, what is it? Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Or? Kudos to your wife. You're supposed to like, okay, for today's game. You're supposed to like honor them this month. Like It's all brown people's month. I think. 
It's Brown People's Month in February. It's gay. Every month is Gay People's Month. Did y'all know that? Every month you have to honor all the gays. University UL Monroe is next week. Do we? That's why Bama almost. They were honoring Texas because they're gay, and it's Gay Heritage Month. I'm pretty sure that's not what was happening. Every month is Gay Heritage Month. We gotta. Those people are great. Probably eleven o'clock. Love them. No, we play uh, three p.m. Central Time. So we had to play at 11 in the morning with Texas. Did you uh, say BS? Yep. No, SEC Network. It oh, is, uh, it is on the SEC Network. Network. It is 3 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Tom- next week? Next week's I game. I thought it was at 6. Yep, right here. Oh, you'll be driving to watch Steven Crowder. I will, so I might not be able to do it. Um, he's going to be down in Houston, uh, Houston. and Quincy's going to get his oh, car robbed so while he's jealous. there, while he's inside the arena watching it. So jealous. Yeah, it should be good. It's him and Dave Landau, so I'm pretty in the, excited. In the Houstons? In the Houstons? Oh get robbed a lot over there. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm probably one of their biggest fans. He's the Houstons. I told Josh that... Why can't we just do it on, we're doing on Sunday? I told Josh that uh, I wanted him to run the podcast next week, but he wasn't a fan of it. I don't even know how to hook this stuff up. Did you hear Uncle Bill? He said, no. Uncle Bill, I don't know what you're talking about. You know I pretty much run this thing now, baby. You won't be home? I have to go to Canada for the weekend. Well, get the hell out of here, then. I'll do it on my own. I'll sit here and jibber-jabber for an hour. I can do that. I've been hanging out with Hunter. He He's taught me well. All right, let's go with our uh, predictions for UL Monroe. I have not looked up their stats. I know they're zero and one. I've, it's going to be a f- struggle. It's going to be a seven to I'm three. Go Sixty to seven. I'm one dollar in y'all. This Josh week. is seven three. <laughs> Austin is what is it now? Austin. Sixty to seven. Sixty to you seven. Know what? I'm going to rephrase mine. Let me do uh wow. thirty three to three. Okay, Uncle Bill, what is your what's your prediction? Sixty-six to six. Forty-five-three, and Quincy Moran is going to go right back to fifty-nine to six. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to go with it till you get it. I'm going to go with it until yeah, I get you keep it. doing it. You win the lottery. Hey, hey, let's do another prediction. Shut your freaking mouth, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going for that and I ain't got it and you finally gave it to me. <laughs> I don't want Quincy to fight your battles. All right, Uncle Bill, we're gonna go for it. I don't want to predict that. Yeah, I say five. Okay. I five and a half. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but Oh, I can have whatever I want, Uncle Bill. Don't you know this? In in this world today, you can have whatever you want as long as you just believe. I'm going to two penalties. I think we're going to get ourselves cleaned two up. Two penalties. I'll go with six. I would, six. I would go with five. He copied you, Uncle Bill. But to be different, I'll go four. Well, he's my role model. No, that's so sweet. That's good. That's good. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Breaking news. Austin Dash is a liberal. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the storylines that come out of here, the questions I, I should say rather, is is this is a game like this going to wake our team up so that they prepare for every single opponent? Because um, I was fooled. I looked at the way they prepared for Utah State. I drank State. that damn Kool-Aid so hard last week. I mean, but how do you do this? How do you look at it? Let's say Alabama goes on, they improve, they go to the playoffs. But let's say Texas goes on and they go undefeated the rest of the season, win the Big 12, and they're in the playoffs. Is Texas as good as we thought they were, or is it a fact of Alabama that our group did not prepare as a team and maybe we got our bell rung and hopefully it's a wake-up call? I'll be interested to see how the season plays out. Um, I know next week we're back in T-Town. And then after that, we're gonna we're gonna be playing Vanderbilt, but that's not the game that worries me as much as uh, like Vanderbilt is sitting at uh, two and one right now. 
Um, but what I'm looking at is what's that Arkansas game going to look like? So we, we've got a short amount of time. Yeah, we got a short amount of time to get it right. And it doesn't get any easier from there because right after Arkansas, you know, is Texas A&M. And then we're going to play a Tennessee game, a team that looks improved. Can I can I yeah, we'll find out about Tennessee tonight? The Texas A&M game right now. Yes, they are tied with Appalachian State at halftime, seven to seven in College Station. But they, but they're, but they're good. Wow. Yeah, they, uh, they got all them players. Score two touchdowns. Yeah, but you, they got all that, that them teeth and no toothbrush. It's truly apparent to me that. Hey. They didn't mentally. Uncle Bill, this is the second week in a row you bailed out without us saying everything. How you, you just gonna quit on us like that? You gonna quit on us like that Texas quarterback did? He quit on his team. All right, let's. Uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Thanks for sticking around, Uncle Bill. We love you. All right, guys. This is uh, the BS podcast where Alabama beats Texas in Austin, twenty to nineteen. That quarterback was a sissy, by the way. Twenty twenty two season. He is Wild Bill. The other he, Austin Dash. The other guy, Josh Moran. And Josh I Moran. Harold Clarence. Quincy Moran, the Q-Dog. And this is the BS Podcast. Later. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Austin? <laughs> is somebody still there? Okay. I didn't know we were still Hello. Is there anybody out there? Okay, hey. there we go. Austin. Hello? Also, Notre Dame. I thought we were getting off of this also, thing. Notre Dame what happened? Marshall, twelve to fifteen in the fourth quarter. He brought that shit. Are, late, you, bro. are you serious? Hey, now Uncle Bill's not on. No, I can cuss uh, yes. Uncle Bill's still on. Notre Dame is beating them by three points. Dang it! <laughs> what happened? I thought we cut this off. <laughs> Uncle Bill stuck you, bro. <laughs> I was like, ooh, all hands on deck. Let the language fly. Boy, I'm going to tell your Aunt Sandy, boy. Josh, you are you continually peg out the freaking microphone, dude. You told me to move closer. I did, but I didn't tell you to increase the volume. I didn't well, tell anything. Friend, uh, just turn into a redneck. I'm, gonna love it. I'm about to go crazy. You've oh, been there and awesome. back. I think I just got a video of my dog shitting on the floor because my cameras are on. I don't think she did. I'm just joking. You're probably going to watch that over and over again. Okay, this is the BS Podcast. Roll time, guys. I thought that was it. I'm laughing because it's not funny. It's just so dumb that I can't help but laugh. That's literally what makes it funny, you God, you're dumb. All right, I'm out. I guess we can sit here and talk about Josh now. Y'all still <laughs> Is it recording? <laughs> yeah. So the other day I had this itch. Like, and I was going to go get it checked out. Austin, but... I got a real question for you. Did you see that third and 93? On... Why the hell you got it? I was going to tell you something. I know, but it was probably irrelevant. Did you see that? Did they get it? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Did they get it? <laughs> I doubt it. I think so you it, don't even know. Let me see. Let me go see. Hold Bro, on. Bro, if they got it, you owe me $20 right now. You you have to go look it you up on. Uh, State or something you have that. to go look it up on uh, on YouTube or something. Um, they literally, like a movie, they kick the ball all the way. Like three or four players. Yeah. Third and 93 college like football. like they were trying to bet on it. They were all chasing it. Okay, so it's uh, the ugliest play in college football his- history. Louisiana Tech's third and 93. Needless to say, after an 87-yard loss. But was it, what was it, fourth and what? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Let's see. This SB is taking Nation. forever. It was, no. I, okay, you're not saying that's for real. Oh, he wasn't? Did, was Wasn't it literally fourth and ten? Oh, okay. Austin Dash was ad libbing. Yeah, they, they, they call that improv in the business. You know what I mean? Let's see. They do, and I'm in the business, whatever business it is. 
I do it. That was the most yards in history to cover to get a first down. And uh, did they get it? At one time, Georgia had third and 57 against Tennessee. Whoa, it's 423. Well, third and 93 takes the cake. I'm wonder- I don't know. It doesn't say whether they got it or not. I don't think they got it, man. Don't even worry about it. I don't think you need to look it up. Oh, you're good. They probably ran the ball. It was an 80. 87- and he got it. You know what? Now, since we don't know, he got it. Somebody turns the show on right now. Did y'all see that time that guy got 93 yards? I think it was a, um, I think it was a run because obviously they they were like they were like inside the ten. It was second and goal, and it became third and ninety three. All right, we got to wrap this up. Bye, Austin. Roll Tide. Y'all are good. I don't know. I think it. I think it just kicked all the way around. But I, that was pretty hilarious, if you ask me. It was Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech. Because the three or four players kicked it, guys were diving on it, and the football just kept running down the field. So, pretty hilarious. All right, Austin Dash, you have yourself a fantastic weekend, sir. Do you follow any of that? All right, brother. Well, final roll tide to you. Give some love to the old cousin Amber, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Roll tide.